I think just looking at this both literally in some cases and and maybe metaphorically in other cases, but yeah. um yeah, I'm curious to see what literally, figuratively, emotionally, physically, spiritually, sexually, maybe yeah. Maybe like in kind of a hot spicy way. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, um, hey, if you take the if you take the L out of Tower of Babel, it spells Tower of Babe. <laughs> Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast, where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians, we are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we are two sickly boys in need of healing. Yes, we are. Desperate yeah. need. Oh, God. We this podcast and God was like, you know what? I don't think so. Yeah. And smote us both with. We talked about curses in the last episode. <laughs> we got cursed. And I think today's going to be a very appropriate episode since we're going to be talking about <laughs> The gift of language and oh, the Tower of Babel. So the Tower of Babel. Yeah. So here on the Unblessed Podcast, uh, we kind of take a look at all the quirky stuff uh, regarding, uh, you know, our upbringing and what we mm -hmm. thought about uh, the Bible. And now that we're kind of like on the back end of it, um, yeah. and we'll start out talking about either a uh, Facebook memory that we have that we're just like, oh God, why did we die? Why did I? Oh, who was I? Um, or we'll take a look at like a Christian product that, um, or something. Always a good time with whatever Christian art companies or who knows, uh, movie companies are making these days. Oh man. <laughs> uh, the Christian movie company is just a yeah. well that won't run dry. Um, uh, or just kind of something odd happening in Christian use. Um, yeah. and then we dive into our subject of today, which today's subject is going to be uh, the Tower of Babel. And we'll dive into that uh, in a little bit. But first, a while back, Scott and I watched this amazing movie called uh, Street Fighter. Yeah, it was the best <laughs> of the worst. <laughs> I'll say that. Immaculate Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Um, with Raul Julia, who maybe gave he made the movie the most. He made it honestly, honestly. Like I read a review that was, um, it was something along the lines of Raul Julia was way too good for this role, but too much of a um, professional to not give his best. I wholeheartedly agree. He put his whole life and being into that movie, and I, I was there for it. His whole bussy into that movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Scott. So the movie Street Fighter, obviously based off of the game Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. Boy, didn't make that connection. Hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. For, Never for thought about listeners. it. thought it was just a separate uh, thing they made. Well, I said obviously. Um, <laughs> I know. But then Street Fighter the movie, which I think is hilarious, was turned into a game because that was the 90s. They were like, here's a lunchbox, here's a pen, here's a video game off of literally any movie they ever made. Yeah. Um, going off of that, there is a video game coming out in the near future where yes. you can become Jesus Christ. You can walk around <laughs> and be... <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's this game. It's uh you can add it to your wish list on Steam if you so request. You can request access for the uh playtest. Um it is called I Am Jesus Christ. Oh, here it is. Oh my gosh. I am Jesus Christ. How about that? What a game title too. Just and yeah. So like obviously this kind of like we don't know because there's no way to play it. Could be the best game of all time. Um, doubt it. We're waiting for it to be the best game of all time. Yep, that's our expectation. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there are a few things wrong with this. Uh, first off, one is can you die? Like, and I mean that like in a sincere like this with video games. There's always kind of a like risk reward going on right like that's always... a really good point if there's gonna be any form of health bar or death <laughs> other than the crucifixion i might add in the game i know like do, do you do you have to like pick up health packs can you just like heal yourself by pressing y like what goes on in this video game but also if you like look at the first little bit of this trailer where he's just kind of like walking around oh no I want somebody to like take that and just put like the Skyrim like walking music behind it. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm just looking at these thumbnails. Like the graphics look horrible. Oh man, like, they look like the one the hair who... looks like mops. They're just like <laughs> flopping around. I can see in some of these little bits. Oh, oh, this the the tagline says. Walk in the footsteps of Jesus in this incredible first-person retelling of the story of Christ from birth to resurrection. So what I guess you experience the virgin birth. That's an interesting point to include. Oh, man. Perform amazing miracles, interact with a cast of biblical figures, just a bunch of nuts, you know, just a, the all the Muppets of the Bible. Do you remember playing Halo and when you, like, first uh, load up as Master Chief? They do like the, all right, we're making sure that everything's up to code, so just go ahead and look up and down for me. Do you think like that happens with like the three wise men where you like get born and you're like, all right, let's see if you're the Messiah. Look up and down. Like, is there going to be that kind of move like left and right? <laughs> you know, I know you're the infinite God of all wisdom and knowledge, but press up to jump. <laughs> Oh my God! He jumped. He's a baby. He's, he's wow. Messiah. Like, whoa! Stop jumping. Come down. <laughs> Come down. Come back down to earth. You're not finished yet. <laughs> we have to play this. Oh, this man. looks too good. I don't know if I you notice on the like out. little like logo. <laughs> Jesus looks like incredibly thin waisted. 
If you look at the yeah, he's, he's got, got a real like, hourglass shape. He's got like two tiny little flipper feet at the bottom. I. What do you think? This has. I think this is a sincere game. I don't think this is a spoof. I don't know, and unfortunately, Simula M, the publisher, is if if you ever like hear this and you're like, no, we did his joke. Um, you got us if it yeah, was. Congratulations. Sure. This is a really good joke. Like, thing. can is this? I want this to be kind of like a rock steady thing um, where you can like GTA your way through Jesus Christ's life. <laughs> you know, like you have a like kind of just go out of order a, a little savior, bit. Save not save your status that you can go of, try new robes. Know, like, do, 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 hop do. on a different donkey, <laughs> steal someone else's donkey from him. Save me now. <laughs> now. Like how... And I think that's kind of the, oh, we talked about no. this, uh, you and I talked about this this before, and I think you brought it up, where it was like, nothing against Jesus Christ, but he's not really a good video game character, because you have, like, wizards that you can be. Like, you have, like, you, <laughs> you can be Spider-Man, you can, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ... To my like knowledge. Lego Batman, at least you're a character. And you got some cool, you know, gadgets and gizmos and stuff. Like, like I'm looking at the thumbnails. It's just hands. It's just all hands. Like Micro nothing. Microsoft Flight Simulator. You can be a jet. This you're just Jesus. It literally says I am Jesus Christ. That's you get one one player. Yeah. You know, can that's you it. can you unlock like Peter? Unlockable. <laughs> Does this become... You beat the game. You unlock Peter. <laughs> Peter. It's an even more boring version of the game. It's just the same game, but you're standing from afar, cheering him on. Go, God! Do you know who this is? No. Really? No. Oh my really? God. No. Oh, now I'm sad. Oh, boy. We we must get oh, this when it's out. To. Another playthrough. Well, that is our dive-in on the most awaited game of this year. Yeah. I am Jesus Christ. We can't wait to play it when it comes out. Boy, yeah. And, and speaking of speaking, I think we jump into our topic for today. Ladies and gentlemen, the king of transition, Scott Moran. Hi. Nice to be here. Yep. How you doing? Uh, Scott, what are we talking <laughs> about today? Remind me as I said it earlier. Yes. Yeah, so I know we've said it probably twice now, but uh, we're <laughs> the Tower of Babel. So for quick backstory... Uh, this is in the book of Genesis, um, and for real, just bird's eye view, uh, the the people of, of God are, are essentially trying to build a tower to see God and, and to get to the heavens, and God thwarts their plans, uh, and, and we're going to figure out how and, and why, um, but I'm more interested in fact, and we're going to, it's a quick one. It's only, uh, what, 19 verses, I believe? 29. Not, not even that, just nine. Yeah. Um, and so quick, but I want to talk more about just the impact of what this has had on our church upbringing. And I think just looking at this both literally in some cases and, and maybe metaphorically in other cases, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm curious to literally, see your figuratively, figuratively, physically, sexually, maybe, yeah, maybe like in kind of a hot, spicy way. <laughs> <laughs> what 
We'll see. Hey, hey, if you take, um, the, if you take the L out of Tower of Babel, it spells Tower of Babe. <laughs> Do you want me to just read these nine verses and kick it off, I guess? Shall we? Go go ahead if you want to. All right. So, we're, yeah, Genesis 11. So, and I will mess up some of these uh, names. So, but if you're a biblical scholar out there, I am too, but... If you do, at hot dog water. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Straight up. Now, the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower. Pause there. I just love how it's just the Lord came down. Like he was just up in his apartment upstairs and hey, what's all this ruckus down here? <laughs> Y'all making too much noise down there. <laughs> what's all these bricks doing? You, you left your Legos all over the plate. And the guy like steps on a brick. Ow, God. Ah, me, damn it. <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> Oh, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one people and they all and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Cut. Come. Cut. Yeah. Right there. Let's pause if you there cut it time. right there. Amazing story. Yeah, honestly. Like, <laughs> Right. I feel like there's so many light lessons and and values that we try to pull from the Bible about unity and nothing can stop us as a group. And here we have a perfect example of people getting along, having one language, a common idea. Thwarted. Yep. <laughs> We're all and, children of the world. I don't even know if that's a song. But <laughs> I don't know either. But so keep Keep going, and let's just see how, how, how God does with this united people. Yeah, so uh, nothing they propose to do will be impossible for them. So verse 7, come let us, which is an interesting... Uh, I always pause, So I'm going to keep pausing. We only have two more verses anyway, but uh, it's also interesting there that it says let us, and that's a, a throwback to a lot of like uh, evangelicals who go, oh, look, this is an, uh, you know alluding to the Holy Spirit and God being multiple and... So there's all these like these little nuggets of like, see, it's not just God, like the one, the father. It's like God's son, like father, son, and Holy Spirit is like going down or the whole shack, you know, or (laughs) is he talking to his angels or it could be angels, which I think other interpretations. Yeah. Is he talking like, all right, all my army that no one can stop a whole posse. (laughs) Let's go down and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Verse 9, therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. And that right there is the nine verses of one of the most, I think, just overlooked stories in the bible right and i don't know how you grew up evan but this was literally taught at times of of 
being the origin of language to like this, this was where it came from. If yeah. people said, Oh, like how do people get languages and spread over the earth? It was these nine verses and that's it for certain. Yeah. Like, uh, when I was growing up, like this is, this is the epicenter of why there are so many languages throughout, uh, the world. It wasn't, I'll say this. It wasn't like a main tenant of belief or anything like that. It was just like, yep, it's here. It's fact. It's history. Tower of Babel. That's how, the pride of man is why we cannot understand each other. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same. It was just like, I think there was like a little bit of a wink for me growing up, like that a lot of people didn't really take it seriously. Because I, people went to college at my church growing up and people, you know, were exposed to like, obviously other languages, but like the history of other nations and languages. So just the thought that like, these all started at one place and just kind of sort of magically started like, which I find kind of funny just that people just grew, like walked away with a totally different language, like over here, like this, this is how they pictured it was like, <laughs> you got one day people are in camp talking the same language, obviously American. I mean, <laughs> what other language would it be? And then, <laughs> and then the next day you got like Polish and then you got like my heavily Wisconsin family over here. <laughs> I love and then this. you got Russian and Chinese. <laughs> I love this image of like one day these two guys are just working and there's like, hey, Brad, can you hand me that brick? And he's like, yep. And then the next day he's like, hey, Brad, can you hand me that brick? And he goes, kiss, kiss, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, hand me the brick. <laughs> what? <laughs> Allez-vous français? Like, it doesn't... Omelet du fromage? Omelet du fromage? <laughs> Nine months, frère. I think the other interesting thing about the Tower of Babel is we have... If, if you do take this story at a literal pace, then that means you think that at this point in history, they could build a tower so tall that it would reach wherever God was residing. So... That leaves you two options to go down. A, they could build towers so tall that it would go into another dimension. Somehow they figured out a way to stack bricks really efficiently that we haven't figured out. Which, damn, what do you think about planes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or B, that we clearly have already built buildings super tall, but we still have not... God has not gotten that upset about us getting tall buildings anymore. Maybe he just gave up on that whole plot. He's like, ah, he's like, let him build tall buildings. I don't care anymore. I'll just move up yeah, a couple I, floors. I like the idea of God just being up there on his throne, and then all of a sudden, like, a tower starts, like, peeking through the floor, and he's like, well, that's that's not good for the foundation of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I want a little bit of privacy up here. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> also, like, I'm looking at my trusty... ESV study Bible, and there is a tiny, um, it's like a little uh, illustration of what could have been the Tower of Babel, and it's maybe like 14 stories tall. So I also like the fact that probably most small towns in America in today's world would be upsetting the Lord's, uh, you know, rent space. He's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa 15 whoa. stories. <laughs> Getting a little tall over there. <laughs> this is uh this is this is out of building code for your area. Yeah, this is this is not up to code. We have we have a height limit on your uh on your neighborhood. So if you could uh keep within that, that would be great. God the building inspector. God the super. <laughs> He's yeah, the super. He's just 
give it another coat of paint before the next ones move in. Oh man, it it is it is wild. Like this is this is such a like given because there are a lot of stories like this in Genesis where it's like, oh, this is a given. It's in Genesis, but like, how many people, if you actually believe them, they were like, do you believe that the Tower of Babel actually happened? You know, bars to none. Yeah. What what would their answer be? I it's one that even I remember being a kid, like in Sunday school, and I would think like, oh, this is like a fun like story. But I remember really thinking about like going into like junior high or like I even in I mean in high school at the point I was like, this is like uh it seems like a nice story, but then you kind of do some of the math of like there's been languages that have been around longer than the Bible was written. And then like also some of these stories that were even like passed down, obviously this is probably an oral history at this point, but there's cultures and languages that go date farther back. And so trying to piece together that it came from this point on, cause you can date Genesis 11. I wouldn't say accurately, but you could get a fairly good ballpark and it's not going to line up with how other languages and cultures develop. So you have to, at some point you have to make a compromise of either going like, I'm not going to take the tower of Babel as seriously. Maybe I'm just going to pull some other kind of value or, you know, uh, biblical, uh, trait from it that I can find, or you do take it literally. You have to compromise like what you think about the real world <laughs> and where languages came from. So I just find it fascinating that, um, it doesn't really mention that the people are trying to do anything with the building either. And I think that's what is kind of off-putting to me about this story after a rereading it now is they're just saying, hey, we, we are all of one language and we have a common idea and let's just build this big tower and nothing can stop us. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, don't do anything you put your mind to. That It's interesting. I don't know. What stories like this kind of ignore is the existence of other people in the entire world just like you were saying like there were people yeah. in east asia there were people in africa there were people in europe there were people in north america by this point and like and those people also have their mythologies about the organ organ the or about organ <laughs> um just organ <laughs> just organ <laughs> about the origin of language in general because it's fascinating it's fascinating how like different we all speak on this like one big rock together, but it's hilarious that this story is so short. <laughs> it's just like yeah, God came down and said now, and then all of a sudden people couldn't understand each other. Yeah, it it. Uh, I think we would have more evidence of this too if this was the case. Like if there really was a common point of languages being created on a specific thursday afternoon like in you know the middle east apparently there was just they went to bed wednesday night they woke up on a thursday or something and suddenly everyone didn't know each other. like you think people would find a way to write that down or do something but um yeah the the, the way that how quickly this uh story just gets passed over in genesis um the, i mean the amount of times i've read genesis when i was like a kid i would just start there and probably make it through genesis and some of exodus over and over and over again i would just skip right over this chapter so many times like oh yeah tower of babel and that's it original language and all of culture and humanity for the most part yeah um, which is like fed into a little bit of our culture because like 
the uh, babblefish in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, like, is what <laughs> they stick in their ear to, like, oh understand everything. You know, Babel is the, like, translating engine, I think, that Google uses um, mm. nowadays, which Babel used to go by Babelfish back in the day um, as a software. So it's, like, it's it, it's become just kind of like a word in our language due to this, you mm. know, piece of Hebrew mythology. But, like... It's one of these like Genesis stories because before like Genesis 12 and maybe with like a little bit of Noah, Genesis is really kind of like, all right, we have to explain like the world for like a little yeah. bit. Right. <laughs> you know, um, it also, it seems like someone forgot about language and then they went back into the and were like, all right, we need a quick, just a quick and dirty uh, origin of all language and culture. What if they built a tower and God didn't like it? Yeah, that works. That works. Go on places, Bill. There you go, Bill. We'll put that in. Nine verses you get. There hey, Bill, uh, welcome to the meeting today. Uh, you were working on the uh, origin of language? Uh, yeah. So remember how we all were speaking the same language a while ago? <laughs> Not really. Well, we were. <laughs> And it's because we all decided to build a tower and God, 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 God didn't want us to. Bill, there's, Bill, there's a promotion in this for you. And then he scattered us across the earth. And that's how we got America. I don't particularly like how my study Bible tries to find a way to explain this. I think that makes it worse is that it tries to find these like literal explanations of what happened, but yeah, the, the why they try to give or ascribe to God, they say uh, the builders believe that they have no need of God, their technology and social unity, give them confidence in their own ability and give them high aspirations. Doesn't it just feel a little icky? Just like, Oh, their technology and their social unity and their like, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> At what point does it say that? Like, yeah, it's that's kind of reading into the verses a little bit, but I guess it does say that they are unified in one language. Yeah, in a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. But also, like, freaking Solomon built a temple. Like, well, yeah, I just, I, I think what really bothers me though, like, the more I think about this verse, is just that if you really do apply this mindset of God to today, why isn't he upset about any other things that are happening with technology and, 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 you know, quote unquote unity. Like I think about, so God was upset about, they found a way to burn bricks more thoroughly to stack them better is basically the technology. Yeah. But then we make nuclear warheads <laughs> and God's just like, those are fine. Yep. That's totally fine. Totally fine. Them's the berries. Yeah. <laughs> Them's the berries. <laughs> so I just, I don't understand why, God gets in such a kerfuffle over this particular construction project, but then we've had numerous things happen that just ah, that's that one I'll let slide. That we, one, you know what? We made mustard gas. Yeah, that that we figured that one out, like, and we, uh, no one came down and said, "Hey, don't do that anymore." We have figured out so many ways to melt off the faces of other people. Oh yeah. Like, oh I I mean, in in all reality, yeah, we have like, I know. in the past century, and like 
God hasn't like come down from his like loft upstairs and been like, hey. Well, he moved up a couple, I don't know, billion floors since then. Because what about our satellites? What about anything else we've used to get farther into the universe? So there's just so many holes that start opening up the more I think about this story of like, okay, so was he upset about them getting close to heaven? Was he upset about them just being no need for... See, the way I interpret was, I think in the original story, the way this is handled is that heaven was in the clouds. Mm -hmm. I I do believe this is how people thought of heaven was... I mean, if you look at all the imagery of heaven and where God resides in the Bible, it's pretty clear that people thought God was in the clouds or at least somewhere kind of out in the sky. Yeah. At this time, they thought the world was flat. So it, it's perfectly normal to think that, oh, the farther I go up, that's probably closer I get to God. We've had all sorts of discoveries of uh, the universe and architecture and engineering. We have buildings that are hundreds of floors you know, tall. And yet we have not seen God's apartment complex. <laughs> so we haven't even seen a room number. <laughs> so this one, I just, I don't know. I can, I can go all day of, you know, each verse uh, pulls something else for me, but. Um, I think the real thing was God had a timeshare in the clouds at the time. And then they were getting a little too high. And then that's, I, I think God did come down and say like, yeah. Hey, no. And then he was like, all right. And in case this happens again, I'm, I'm giving my time share to like Buddha or whatever. How do you think he came down? Do you think he just kind of like, do you think he had like a staircase? It doesn't really say. I love the idea of a staircase. Um, <laughs> that seems fun. Like he's in his robe and just like messy haired, like a mom who's like kids have been jumping on the bed. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like wrapped his robe around himself. And he's like, I have been trying to sleep. And all I hear is just bricks being pounded over and over again. This, I'm, I'm going to count to three. We have a baby sleeping up there. <laughs> I am just sick. I am sick. I am sick and tired. <laughs> you, you, you know what? You, you are just making me ill. That is what you are making me. Ill. And boom, now you speak, now you speak English. I can, I can, I brought you into this world. I can take you right out. <laughs> I just imagine a really big escalator, just a long one, just like, uh, takes a really long time for him to get there, but they can see him coming. Just hang on, hang on. <laughs> just wait. He doesn't like walk down the escalator. No, at all. he's, a, he's not a walker. He's just, he's one of the, you know, he sits on the left-hand rail or whatever. Just waiting the whole time down. Just tapping the side. Just hmm. Boy, oh boy. I can't believe you built a eight-story building I, out of brick. I swear to me. I swear to me. Oh my gosh. Uh I don't know if I have any other final thoughts on these nine verses. Um I think it's a passage to just take at face value and just be like this was a story. This was a story they came up with to explain what they didn't understand and it fit yep. in with what they believed about God at the time. Yep. I think it's a uh, an oral story that was passed down to do a simple explanation of why there's... To answer a question, I think people at the time say, why do people speak different languages or why are there different cultures? Why don't I understand him? 
And instead of just coming up with, well, you know, people started in different spots and started their own cultures and languages as forms to communicate and assign value. Instead, it was just, well, they built a big mud tower and God didn't like it. And then zapped Which I even wonder if there were people at the time when this like story was getting passed around, if they were just like, nah, that's not true. Like <laughs> one guy at the campfire, nah. Like Uncle Bill was just like, nah. It's people were starting in different areas, and that's nah. more. No, I mean, you look around, like there are people. Like you mean to tell me that we were all started here? Everybody started in the desert. Like, that's the worst part, worst place for human beings to start. And then everybody was just like, my uncle's got a fruit stand in Jersey, and I seen it. I seen it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And that is most of, I would say, you know, the old Testament is it started with uh, a simple explanation of a question that was being needed to answer. And it's slowly been kind of turned into a uh, canon for what is. And, you know, now with evangelicals take it as face value because it's the Bible and, you know, I'm going to take it for face value. And it's the it's, Bible uh, and it's in this book and I believe it. That, that's right. It's a science. It's a science book. It's a textbook. It's, it's, you know, you got to just. It's the only book you ever need to read. That's right. So it's man. <sighs> the, what a story. Tower of Babel. So. Um, Tower of Babel. Anything to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we need a sequel. The Tower of Babel. Tower of Babel. Might be better. <laughs> Evan, you got anything to uh, plug? Anything on your list that you're excited about? I mean, I, I just. Last time I plugged something in this episode, I was like, the Phillies are in the World Series, and then they lost. Uh, so no. um, I'm not sure how much I should plug. <laughs> um, yeah. I finished the, I both started and finished the uh, first season of Ted Lasso yesterday. Oh, wow. Very, very emotional. Uh, <laughs> very emotional show um and very good show if you haven't watched it pretty good um high recommendations oh yeah mm. high, high praise um scott what about you boy i i'm like really bad with media but i did pick up a show and got hooked on something this week yeah but i was maybe seven years late to the punch <laughs> uh i binged last chance you this week oh, and you were telling me about that yeah, I loved it. So if you're a college football fan, and I'm not even that huge of a college football fan, but gosh darn it, if it wasn't so dang inspiring, those boys are just working their their butts off down in Mississippi. Working their patooties off. Working their patooties off, but um, there's some good Christian uh, fun in that show too. There's some real just Bible study dads in that. Whose father? Our father. <laughs> they say the, the, uh, like the Our Father prayer before and after every game. I mean, just spot on. And it's so funny because immediately after they finish the prayer, they're cussing each other out, like, and blowing someone to smithereens on the football field. <laughs> so. Amen. Let's, let's go fuck them up. Yeah, for real. Like, they'll finish prayer and he'll go, all right, now let's whoop some ass. Like, no, not even a breath later. So that might be something we break down is the, the art of Christian sports might be another good topic and uh icebreaker to cover in the future that would be so. amazing thank you so much for listening to our thoughts on this uh if you want to but we want to hear your thoughts as well you can email us at uh, unblessedpodcast at gmail.com um you can also uh tweet at us 
at unblessed pod check out our instagram at unblessed pod or uh, follow us on tiktok at unblessed pod uh we would really appreciate it thank you again so much for listening my name is evan and i'm scott and don't forget to close your bible 